Section 32 of A General View of Positivism. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A General View of Positivism by Auguste Comte. Translated by John Henry Bridges. Chapter 6 Conclusion of the Religion of Humanity while material order is maintained by national governments the members of the council as pioneers of the final order of society will be carrying on the european movement and gradually terminating the spiritual interregnum which is now the sole obstacle to social regeneration they will forward the development and diffusion of positivism and make practical application of its principles in all ways that are honorably open to them instruction of all kinds oral or written popular or philosophic will fall within their province but their chief aim will be to inaugurate the worship of humanity so far as that is possible and already a beginning is possible so far at least as the system of commemoration is concerned politically they may give a direct proof of the international character of the positive system by bringing forward several measures the utility of which has long been recognized but which have been neglected for want of some central authority placed beyond the reach of national rivalry one of the most important of such measures would be the establishment of a western naval force with the twofold object of protecting the seas and of assisting geographical and scientific discovery it should be recruited and supported from all five branches of the occidental family and would thus be a good substitute for the admirable institution of maritime chivalry which fell with catholicism on its flag the positivist motto should naturally be inscribed and thus would be for the first time publicly recognized another measure conceived in the same spirit would soon follow one which has long been desired but which owing to the anarchy prevalent throughout the west since the decline of catholicism has never yet been carried out a common monetary standard will be established with the consent of the various governments by which industrial transactions will be greatly facilitated three spheres made respectively of gold silver and platinum and each weighing fifty grams would differ sufficiently in value for the purpose the sphere should have a small flattened base and on the great circle parallel to it the positivist motto would be inscribed at the pole would be the image of the immortal charlemagne the founder of the western republic and round the image his name would be engraved in its latin form carolus that name respected as it is by all nations of europe alike would be the common appellation of the universal monetary standard the adoption of such measures would soon bring the positivist committee into favor many others might be suggested relating directly to its fundamental purpose which need not be specifically mentioned here i will only suggest the foundation by voluntary effort of an occidental school to serve as the nucleus of a true philosophic class the students would ultimately enter the positivist priesthood 
they would in most instances come from the working classes without however excluding real talent from whatever quarter by their agency this septennial course of positivist teaching might be introduced in all places disposed to receive it they would besides supply voluntary missionaries who would preach the doctrine everywhere even outside the limits of western europe according to the plan hereafter to be explained the travels of positivist workmen in the ordinary duties of their calling would greatly facilitate this work a more detailed view of this provisional system of instructions will be found in the second edition of the report on the subject of a positivist school published by the positivist society in eighteen forty nine there is another step which might be taken relating merely to the period of transition but also to the normal state a flag suitable to the western republic must be adopted which with slight alterations would also be the flag for each nation the want of such a symbol is already instinctively felt what is wanted is a substitute for the old retrograde symbols which yet shall avoid all subversive tendencies it would be a suitable inauguration for the period of transition which we are now entering if the colors and models appropriate to the final state were adopted at its outset to speak first of the banner to be used in religious services it would be painted on canvas on one side the ground would be white on it would be the symbol of humanity personified by a woman of thirty years of age bearing her son in her arms the other side would bear the religious formula of positivists love is our principle order is our basis progress our end upon a ground of green the color of hope and therefore most suitable for emblems of the future green too would be the color of the political flag common to the whole west as it is intended to float freely it does not admit of painting but the canvas image of humanity might be placed at the banner pole the principal motto of positivism will in this case be divided into two both alike significant one side of the flag will have the political and scientific motto order and progress the other the moral and ascetic motto live for others the first will be preferred by men the other is more especially adapted to women who are thus invited to participate in these public manifestations of social feeling this point settled the question of the various national flags becomes easy in these the center might be green and the national colors might be displayed on the border thus in france where the innovation will be first introduced the border will be tricolor with the present arrangement of colors except that more space should be given to the white in honor of our old royal flag in this way uniformity would be combined with variety and moreover it would be shown that the new feeling of occidentality is perfectly compatible with respect for the smallest nationalities each would retain the old signs in combination with the symbol the same principle would apply to all emblems of minor importance the question of these symbols of which i have spoken during the last two years in my weekly courses of lectures illustrates the most immediate of the functions to which the positivist committee will be called 
i mention it here as a type of its general action upon european society without setting any limits to the gradual increase of the association it is desirable that the main nucleus should always remain limited to the original number of thirty-six with two additions which will shortly be mentioned each member might institute a more numerous association in its own country and this again might be the parent of others associations thus affiliated may be developed to an unlimited extent and thus may be able to maintain the unity and homogeneity of the positivist church without impairing its coherence and vigor as soon as positivism has gained in every country a sufficient number of voluntary adherents to constitute the preponderating section of the community the regeneration of society is secured the numbers assigned above for the different nations only represent the order in which the advanced minds in each will cooperate in the movement the order in which the great body of each nation will join it will be as far as we can judge from their antecedents somewhat different the difference is that italy here takes the second place and spain the third while england descends to the last the grounds for this important modification are indicated in the third edition of my positive calendar they will be discussed in detail in the fourth volume of this treatise from europe the movement will spread ultimately to the whole race but the first step in its progress will naturally be to the inhabitants of our colonies who though politically independent of western europe still retain their filiation with it twelve colonial members will be added to the council four for each american continent two for india two for the dutch and spanish possessions in the indian ocean this gives us forty-eight members to these twelve foreign associations will gradually be added to represent the population whose growth has been retarded and then the council will have received its full complement for every nation of the world is destined for the same ultimate conditions of social regeneration as ourselves the only difference being that western europe under the leadership of france takes the initiative it is of great importance not to attempt this final extension too soon an air which would impair the precision and vigor of the renovating movement at the same time it must never be forgotten that the existence of the great being remains incomplete until all its members are brought into harmonious cooperation in ancient times social sympathy was restricted to the idea of nationality between christendom or occidentality the real bearing of which is at present but little appreciated it will be our first political duty to revive that conception and place it on a firmer basis by terminating the anarchy consequent on the extinction of catholic feudalism while occupied in this task we shall become impressed with the conviction that the union of western europe is but a preliminary step to the union of humanity an instinctive presentiment of which has existed from the infancy of our race but which as long as theological belief and military life were predominant could never be carried out even in thought 
the primary laws of human development which form the philosophical basis of the positive system apply necessarily to all climates and races whatsoever the only difference being in the rapidity with which evolution takes place the inferiority of other nations in this respect is not inexplicable and it will now be compensated by a growth in greater regularity than ours and less interrupted by shocks and oscillations obviously in our case systematic guidance was impossible since it is only now that our growth is complete that we can learn the general laws common to it and to other cases wise and generous intervention of the west on behalf of our sister nations who are less developed will form a noble field for social art when based on sound scientific principles relative without being arbitrary zealous and yet always temperate such should be the spirit of this intervention and thus conducted it will form a system of moral and political action far nobler than the proselytism of theology or the extension of military empire the time will come when it will engage the whole attention of the positive council but for the present it must remain secondary to other subjects of greater urgency the first to join the western movement will necessarily be the remaining portion of the white race which in all its branches is superior to the other two races there are two monotheist nations and one polytheist which will be successively incorporated taken together the three represent the propagation of positivism in the east the vast population of the russian empire was left outside the pale of catholic feudalism by virtue of its christianity however notwithstanding its entire confusion of temporal and spiritual power it holds the first place among the monotheistic nations of the east its initiation into the western movement will be conducted by two nations of intermediate position greece connected with russia by the tie of religion and poland united with her politically though neither of these nations is homogeneous in structure with russia it would cause serious delay in the propagation of positivism should the connection be altogether terminated the next step will be to mohammedan monotheism first in turkey afterwards in persia here positivism will find points of sympathy of which catholicism could not admit indeed these are already perceptible arab civilization transmitted greek science to us and this will always secure for it an honourable place among the essential elements of the medieval system regarded as a preparation for positivism lastly we come to the polytheists of india and with them the incorporation of the white race will be complete already we see some spontaneous tendencies in this direction although from exceptional causes theocracy has been preserved in india there exist real points of contact with positivism and in this respect the assistance of persia will be of service it is the peculiar privilege of the positive doctrine that taking so complete a view of human development it is always able to appreciate the most ancient forms of social life at their true worth 
in these three stages of positivist propagation the council will have elected the first half of its foreign associates admitting successively a greek a russian an egyptian a turk a persian and finally a hindu the yellow race has adhered firmly to polytheism but it has been considerably modified in all its branches by monotheism either in the christian or mohammedan form to some extent therefore it is prepared for further change and a sufficient number of adherents may soon be obtained in tartary china japan and malacca to be presented in the council with one last addition the organization of the council is complete the black race has yet to be included it should send two representatives one from haiti which had the energy to shake off the iniquitous yoke of slavery and the other from central africa which has never yet been subjected to european influence european pride has looked with contempt on these african tribes and imagines them destined to hopeless stagnation but the very fact of their having been left to themselves renders them better disposed to receive positivism the first system in which their fetishistic faith has been appreciated as the origin from which the historic evolution of society has proceeded it is probable that the council will have reached its limit of sixty members before the spiritual interregnum in the central regions of humanity has been terminated but even if political reconstruction were to proceed so rapidly in europe as to render all possible assistance to this vast movement it is hardly conceivable that the five stages of which it consists can be thoroughly effected within a period of two centuries but however this may be the action of the council will become increasingly valuable not only for its direct influence on the less advanced nations but also and more especially because the proofs it will furnish for the universality of the new religion will strengthen its adherence in the western family but the time when positivism can be brought into direct contact with these preliminary phases is far distant and we need not wait for it the features of the system stand out already with sufficient clearness to enable us to begin at once the work of mental and social renovation for which our revolutionary predecessors so energetically prepared the way they however were blinded to the future by their hatred of the past with us on the contrary social sympathy rests upon the historical spirit and at the same time strengthens it solidarity with our contemporaries is not enough for us unless we combine it with the sense of continuity with former times and while we press on toward the future we lean upon the past every phase of which our religion holds in honor so far from the energy of our progressive movement being hampered by such feelings it is only by doing full justice to the past as no system but ours can do consistently that we can obtain perfect emancipation of thought because we are thus saved from the necessity of making the slightest actual concession to systems which we regard as obsolete understanding their nature and their purpose better than the sect 
sectaries who still empirically adhere to them we can see that each was in its time necessary as a preparatory step towards the final system in which all their partial and imperfect services will be combined comparing it especially with the last synthesis by which the western family of nations has been directed it is clear even from the indications given in its prefatory work that the new synthesis is more real more comprehensive and more stable all that we find to admire in the medieval system is developed and matured in positivism it is the only system which can induce the intellect to accept its due position of subordination to the heart we recognize the piety and chivalry of our ancestors who made a noble application of the best doctrine that was possible in their time we believe that were they living now they would be found in our ranks they would acknowledge the decay of their provisional phase of thought and would see that in its present degenerate state it is only a symbol of reaction and a source of discord and now that the doctrine has been shown to rest on a central principle a principle which appeals alike to instinct and to reason we may carry our comparison a step further and convince all clear-seeing and honest minds that it is as superior to formal systems in its influence over the emotions and the imagination as it is from the practical and intellectual aspect under it life whether private or public becomes in a still higher sense than under polytheism a continuous act of worship performed under the inspiration of universal love all our thoughts feelings and actions flow spontaneously to a common centre in humanity our supreme being a being who is real accessible and sympathetic because she is of the same nature as her worshippers though far superior to any one of them the very conception of humanity is a condensation of the whole mental and social history of man for it implies the irrevocable extinction of theology and of war both of which are incompatible with uniformity of belief and with cooperation of all the energies of the race the spontaneous morality of the emotions is restored to its due place and philosophy poetry and polity are thereby regenerated each is placed in its due relation to the others and is consecrated to the study the praise and the service of humanity the most relative and the most perfectible of all beings science passes from the analytic to the synthetic stage being entrusted with the high mission of founding an objective basis for man's action on the laws of the external world and of man's nature a basis which is indispensable to control the oscillation of our opinions the versatility of our feelings and the instability of our purposes poetry assumes at last its true social function and will henceforth be preferred to all other studies by idealizing humanity under every aspect it enables us to give fit expression to the gratitude we owe to her both publicly and as individuals and thus it becomes a source of the highest spiritual benefit
but amidst the pleasures that spring from the study and the praise of humanity it must be remembered that positivism is characterized always by reality and utility and admits of no degeneration into asceticism or quietism the love by which it is inspired is no passive principle while stimulating reason and imagination it does so only to give a higher direction to our practical activity it was in practical life that the positivist spirit first arose extending thence to the sphere of thought and ultimately to the moral sphere the grand object of human existence is the constant improvement of the natural order that surrounds us of our material condition first subsequently of our physical intellectual and moral nature and the highest of these objects is moral progress whether in the individual in the family or in society it is on this that human happiness whether in private or public life principally depends political art then when subordinated to morality becomes the most essential of all arts it consists in concentration of all human effort upon the service of humanity in accordance with the natural laws which regulate her existence the great merit of ancient systems of polity of the roman system especially was that precedence was always given to public interests every citizen cooperated in the manner and degree suited to those early times but there were no means of providing proper regulation for domestic life in the middle ages when catholicism attempted to form a complete system of morality private life was made the principal object all our affections were subjugated to a most beneficial course of discipline in which the inmost springs of vice and virtues were reached but owing to the inadequacy of the doctrines on which the system rested the solution of the problem was incoherent the method by which catholicism controlled the selfish propensities was one which turned men away from public life and concentrated them on interests which were at once chimerical and personal the immediate value of this great effort was that it brought about for the first time a separation between moral and political power which in the systems of antiquity had always been confounded but the separation was due rather to the fact of circumstances than to any conscious efforts and it could not be fully carried out because it was incompatible with the spirit of the catholic doctrine and with the military character of society woman sympathized with catholicism but the people never supported it with enthusiasm and it soon sank under the encroachments of the temporal power and the degeneracy of the priesthood positivism is the only system which can renew this premature effort and bring it to a satisfactory issue combining the spirit of antiquity with that of catholic feudalism it proposes to carry out the political program put forward by the convention positive religion brings before us in a definite shape the noblest of human problems the permanent preponderance of social feeling over self-love as far as the exceeding imperfection of our nature enables us to solve it it would be solved by calling our home affections into continuous action 
affections which stand halfway between self-love and universal sympathy in order to consolidate and develop this solution positivism lays down the philosophical and social principle of separation of theoretical from practical power theoretical power is consultative it directs education and supplies general principles practical power directs action by special and imperative rules all the elements of society that are excluded from political government become guarantees of the preservation of this arrangement the priests of humanity which are the systematic organs of the moderating power will always find themselves supported in their attempts to modify the governing power by women and by the people but to be supported they must be men who in addition to the intellectual power necessary for their mission have the moral qualities which are yet more necessary who combine that is the tenderness of women with the energy of the people the first guarantee for the possession of such qualities is a sacrifice of political authority and even of wealth then we may at least hope to see the new religion taking the place of the old because it will fulfil in a more perfect way the mental and social purpose for which the old religion existed monotheism will lapse like polytheism and fetishism into the domain of history and will like them be incorporated into the system of universal commemoration in which humanity will render its due homage to all her predecessors it is not then merely on the ground of speculative truth that positivists would urge all those who are still halting between two opinions to choose between the absolute and the relative between the fruitless search for causes and the solid study of laws between submission to arbitrary wills and submission to demonstrable necessities it is for feeling still more than for reason to make the decision for upon it depends the establishment of a higher form of social life monotheism in western europe is now as obsolete and injurious as polytheism was fifteen centuries ago the discipline in which its moral value principally consisted has long since decayed and consequently the sole effect of its doctrine which has been so extravagantly praised is to degrade the affections by unlimited desires and to weaken the character by servile terrors it supplied no field for the imagination and forced it back upon polytheism and fetishism which under theology form the only possible foundation for poetry the pursuits of practical life were never sincerely promoted by it and they advanced only by evading or resisting its influence the noblest of all practical pursuits that of social regeneration is at the present time in direct opposition to it for by its vague notion of providence it prevents men from forming a true conception of law a conception necessary for true prevision on which all wise intervention must be based sincere believers in christianity will soon cease to interfere with the management of a world where they profess themselves to be pilgrims and strangers the new supreme being is no less jealous than the old and will not accept the servants of two masters but the truth is that the more zealous theological partisans whether royalists or aristocrats or democrats 
have now for a long time been insincere god to them is but the nominal chief of a hypocritical conspiracy a conspiracy which is even more contemptible than it is odious their object is to keep the people from all great social improvements by assuring them that they will find compensation for their miseries in an imaginary future life the doctrine is already falling into discredit among the working classes everywhere throughout the west especially in paris all theological tendencies whether catholic protestant or deist really serve to prolong and aggravate our moral anarchy because they hinder the diffusion of that social sympathy and breadth of view without which we can never attain fixity of principle and regularity of life every subversive scheme now afloat has either originated in monotheism or has received its sanction even catholicism has lost its power of controlling revolutionary extravagance in some of its own most distinguished members it is for the sake of order therefore even more than of progress that we call on all those who desire to rise above their present disastrous state of oscillation in feeling and opinion to make a distinct choice between positivism and theology for there are now but two camps the camp of reaction and anarchy which acknowledges more or less distinctly the direction of god the camp of construction and progress which is wholly devoted to humanity the being upon whom all our thoughts are concentrated is one whose existence is undoubted we recognize that existence not in the present only but in the past and even in the future and we find it always subject to one fundamental law by which we are enabled to conceive of it as a whole placing our highest happiness in universal love we live as far as it is possible for others and this in public life as well as in private for the two are closely linked together in our religion a religion clothed in all the beauty of art and yet never inconsistent with science after having thus exercised our powers to the full and having given a charm and sacredness to our temporary life we shall at last be forever incorporated into the supreme being of whose life all noble natures are necessarily partakers it is only through the workers of humanity that we can feel the inward reality and inexpressible sweetness of this incorporation it is unknown to those who being still involved in theological belief have not yet been able to form a clear conception of the future and have never experienced the feeling of pure self-sacrifice End of A General View of Positivism by Auguste Comte, translated by John Henry Bridges.